0: Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor.
1: We've been told, I think, a lot of things about COVID, (laughs) many, many things. And we've been told by the Biden administration, for example, that, you know, if we don't get vaccinated, we're all going to die. If we don't, Wear masks, we're killing our grandparents and neighbors. If we don't stay inside, we're spreading the virus. And, you know, it's been two years of being guilted into doing things because we're told that we're literally causing death if we don't. <laughs> um, there's a very, I think, well respected university called John Hopkins University. And they've made a lot of great medical discoveries. They're doing some really interesting things to end some aspects of the drug war for people who need to uh, use certain drugs that are illegal, like psilocybin, uh, who, you know, people who have depression or anxiety. They're doing some really interesting research. Um, well, John Hopkins just put out, a, I think, a very well-researched paper that studied the lockdowns, uh, the, the government lockdowns from COVID. And the finding is really interesting um, and kind of depressing when you think about <laughs> how the government has responded to this. They, this study found that lockdowns only reduced deaths by 0.02%. So just 1%, to be clear, not,
0: two, not 2%, not but 0.02%. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. The decimal point here is very important. 0.02%. And this is statistically insignificant, which, which is a fancy way of saying it, it's basically zero. Um, it doesn't even make a dent when you look at the whole thing. And yet, you know, the government shut down the whole country because we were told by the quote unquote experts that it would save lives. Well, it didn't save lives, but it did do some things really well. Um, these measures, I think have had devastating economic consequences. So it really messed things up really well. Uh, you think of all the, the small businesses that have been shut down, people that couldn't serve indoors. Then they couldn't serve drive through They had to triple mask. They had to require vaccine passports. You know, big stores were allowed to stay open or all the e-commerce companies like Amazon made a ton of money. The mom and pop shops are getting shut down. People couldn't go to church. When they could go to church, they couldn't sing in church. You know, people losing their jobs, nurses and doctors being, you know, dancing on TikTok and being told they're so <laughs> essential and we love them. Then they're told, they, you know, you must get vaccinated, otherwise we're going to fire you. I mean, just all this crazy stuff. And especially, of course, here we're talking about this study dealing with lockdowns, you know, the requiring people to quarantine at home, stay home from working, shut down your business, you know, not uh, serve at full capacity. I remember the story uh, a while back about, uh, it, was, it was late last year, I think, in and out in San Francisco. The local city required a law for like indoor dining and businesses that you had to require vaccines. You had to do a vaccine passport in and out to their credit refused. They said, we are not doing that. They literally shut down their, their location in uh, San Francisco at Fisherman's wharf. And they said, we're not doing that. They shut down it. I think at least it was, they shut down indoor dining. They may have shut down the whole restaurant. um, But they said, we're not doing that at all. And, and so, you know, I'm an in and out fan. That makes me even more of an in and out fan. And uh, you know to actually stand up for this nonsense and say we're not going to participate in this, and yet so many businesses did. And and I get it, right? They 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 have a livelihood, they have bills to pay, they have mouths to feed. They they can't just shut down. It's easier for a large you know chain like In and Out, but if you're a small you know mom and pop restaurant and that's your whole business, you know you can't afford to shut down. It would literally kill your business. Um, it would you know, make life very hard. And so the government knows that. They've been able to leverage that and and apply that pressure, squeeze those small business owners into uh, compliance with all these changing mandates. And it's just a deep frustration because uh, these lockdowns, as the John Hopkins study pointed out, we'll, we'll link to this on the show notes page for those interested, the parents who want to check this out at tuttletwins.com slash podcast. But it's, it's maddening to see that that it had basically zero effect.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it's funny you talk about um, ever-changing mandates, things that kept changing. There are some businesses in North Carolina where their big problem was, of course, that they were losing money because of the lockdowns, but also the laws were changing so quickly because the governor was just changing them without Congress that people didn't actually know if they were breaking the law or not. And one of the main important things of our legal system is something called mens rea. And that means, I think, with knowing mind or knowing mind, that means you have to know you're committing a crime for you to actually get convicted of committing a crime, which is very hard to prove, but still. Um, so a lot of these businesses didn't even know because it kept switching You know, capacity or whether or not like, there were restaurants where if you served, or bars, excuse me, where if you served chicken wings, you could stay open. But if you served chips, you couldn't. But if you served dip with your chips, then you could stay open. <laughs> and so there were all these silly laws. There's one really cool um, business in North Carolina called Goodwood Brewery. And they they ended up suing, or they are suing right now, but they had that, right? They didn't know when they were obeying the law and when they weren't, and finally they just had to say enough is enough because they're a smaller business. Where bigger businesses, like you said, could can afford to take these risks, the smaller ones really can't. But if we look further than just economic consequences, and I don't even think we've seen the full spectrum of economic consequences yet. You know, We've talked about supply chain on here and a lot of the other problems. I'm scared to say this, but I think that we're just seeing the beginning of how of how bad this is going to be, and it's been building for two years. But there's more things than just uh, you know financial things. This has had a lot of mental health consequences. Yeah. So people, the suicide rates have been climbing, and that's just so sad. Overdoses from drugs have gone off the charts because people don't have any recourse for their actions. And sometimes you can't even go to the hospital, right? People were scared to go to the hospital if they needed to, if they were having these issues, because they didn't want to get COVID. Because everyone thought if they left their house, they were going to get COVID. They also just didn't have communities to reach out to. So another thing that got really bad was student depression from all this virtual learning. You know, we weren't meant to just sit and stare at a screen all day. And that's especially, I think, you know, there's a lot of online learning, con. what is it called, Khan Academy. There's really mm-hmm. cool stuff but I don't think that's the way a lot of people like to learn, especially young kids. And it made me really sad to see kindergartners. This was their first year of school and they were sitting there and they were being yelled at for not paying attention. And you're like, a kindergartner is supposed to be like drawing pictures. And,
1: like, playing.
0: Playing. And it was just, it was so sad. And then all of a sudden you have these student depression rates skyrocketing. And so you have to think like, we did this. This was not, this was our fault. Uh, people were dying in hospitals. I actually have a very sad story about this. I have a brother who's got uh, terminal cancer right now. He's very strong. So we still believe he's he's going to pull through, but they would have caught his cancer earlier if they had been doing regular scans. So oh, when wow. you have cancer, because he had cancer before, they scan your body every couple months or sometimes every like once a year to make sure that the cancer has not come back. Yeah. Well, they weren't doing that because they were saying, don't come into the doctor. And so a lot of people, like my brother, didn't know that their cancer was back as quickly as they could have because they were sh- they were turning people away. They weren't doing these things. So there's so many terrible things. And then we just look at the the other, you know, obvious thing, which is that we were cut off from our communities. We are social creatures. Even if you're introverted, we're still social creatures. Introverted means like you like to spend time alone more than than with people. But we need communities to to feel fulfilled and to to just it's good for our our mental health to feel happy and to connect with people. And we lost that. We lost that. Some people are still staying indoors. So we've lost that for two years. And that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Some people are still (laughs) under lockdown and they're still terrified. And and I just wonder, when are you going to stop? I mean, I, I think all this boils down to the fact that covid is new because like people die from the flu all the time and all we don't have we don't have news count you know with little counters on the TV screen here's how many deaths there have been from the flu and you know here's this person who coughed on the subway without a mask on like <laughs> we've just you know it's been normal we've accepted the level of risk but covid is new and so it's more scary and so our question today on this episode is you know why did we even lockdown for covid or why did politicians do these these lockdowns and i think that's part of the answer it was new it, it was scary and the worst thing for a politician uh, to do is nothing in, in other words if you're a politician you don't want to look like you're dumb to your constituents you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing it's like it's why elizabeth warren right always has a plan Oh, I have a <laughs> ten-point plan to fix the economy. I have a forty-three-point plan to fix, you know, college debt. I have a twelve-point plan to address climate change, because, like, she's the extreme example because she literally, you know, says I have a plan for everything. Um, but in general, politicians want to look like they know what they're doing. They want to appear smart. They want to appear uh, organized. They want to uh, pretend they're part of the solution. When I love the quote by Robert Lefebvre, where, where he says. Government is, um, oh, what is it? Government is a problem masquerading as its own solution. <laughs> I think is how the quote goes. In other words, people think that government is the answer, but it's really the problem. So when they create more government, they're just creating more problem, even though they think they're create, you know, using government as the solution. And uh, and so I, I I think that too with these politicians, COVID happens, everyone's terrified. They look to the government, please save us. They look to the experts, you know, what do we do? And all these people want to say, oh, okay, everyone, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve and and wear masks, even though previous studies showed that masks, you know, don't really work, and and we're not sure that, you know, flattening the curve will actually work. And it's not about reducing death, it's just about slowing it down so our hospitals don't get strained and blah, 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 blah. And so all these things happen. We know now what happened. But the point is. It's because these these leaders, so-called. I'm doing really big air quotes right now <laughs> when I say leaders, because I think I think being a true leader means something entirely different. But but these people in charge, um, they want to look like they know what they're doing. They want to, you know, uh, show people, oh, follow me, I know the way. They they don't. They've been they making this up, which is why the goalposts have constantly been shifting and. You know, of course, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. Here we are two weeks later. We've got more cases and, you know, deaths than we did at the beginning. And, and you know, rational people are saying, look, like this is just a part of new risk of living and we'll do our best and we'll, you know, be cautious where needed and whatever. But I'm just going to go back to living my life and, and so forth. And uh, and so I think rational people who are using their brains well are making those types of decisions. But as you pointed out, Brittany, there's a lot of people in certain states and cities where either their their government uh, is still forcing them to, you know, do lockdowns and heavy restrictions, or they're so scared because of the constant, you know, media and fear mongering that they are restricting themselves. And so the, the ultimately, why did we lock down for COVID? I think it's because of fear, Yep. And it's because of ignorance. And those two things are a very da- dangerous combination, especially when you're a politician who sees fearful people. You're probably fearful yourself and you have ignorance that no one really knows what's going on. And it's like it's like turning off the lights in a room and trying to feel your way around and, and get from one end to the other. Right. There's all these stumbling blocks and you can't see. And I think that's what happened with covid. And yet they were still making decisions And and even worse. They weren't just decisions for themselves they were mandates on everyone else here is the one way everyone must act and, and it's what hayek fa hayek called you know that the fatal conceit in other words uh, what he was saying is it, it's completely wrong for one person to think that they have enough knowledge to make decisions for the masses because knowledge is dispersed everyone has little bits of knowledge and no politician no dr fauci no single person knows enough to make decisions for everyone else. Brittany, you mentioned your brother. I mean, Dr. Fauci doesn't know your brother. And so when he says, everyone needs to lock down and everyone needs to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the politicians start ordering these mandates based on what he says that they don't know about your brother and they don't know about the trade-offs that like, well, would I rather risk going out into public and still getting my, you know, cancer screenings or would I prefer to not get my cancer screenings and stay at home, you know, to avoid Exposure to COVID. That's a decision that only your brother can make. And so when politicians make that decision for us, they don't know all of those trade offs. They don't know all that extra knowledge. They don't know what's going on. And so it's just like this big sledgehammer that that really, you know, attacks all of us and makes things more complicated.
0: What makes me even more scared is that they just don't care because that's i because i don't think they do you know i think i think you brought up a good point where if they don't do anything they feel like they're not doing their jobs when i think a lot of us would prefer, prefer excuse me that they don't do anything right. because usually when they do it gets worse so it's just crazy i think you're right that there are some people that at this point i think they just want to be scared they want to stay inside they want to do this but as we look at this study and i'm sure there will be more one i think it's interesting that nobody's covering this you won't find this being covered in many places Even though the Biden administration pointed out and they're trying to say now that they weren't for lockdowns, which I think is really funny. Um, But CNN, all these news, they're they're not covering this at all because it doesn't fit their narrative because these are the people who were saying, stay home, save lives, you know, and what we've talked about, virtue signaling, trying to show how good they were because they were staying home and taking selfies and posting them that said, like, I'm not leaving my house because you thought you were a moral person just because you were following this narrative. But now we're seeing that we didn't need to, that all of this was for nothing. And, Connor, I think people like you and I have probably been saying this since the very beginning because I, my initial instinct always when the government tries to do drastic things is, all right, this is a terrible idea and we're going to find out eventually that yep. this was a terrible idea. So it's really scary. I, I'm hopeful that we are going towards the end of this. I, I think – with the new variants not being as scary as, as they were thinking it would be, I'm, I'm really hoping that we leave this era behind very soon. And,
1: and not only did the lockdowns do nothing in terms of like saving lives, they, they created so many other yeah. problems. And so that they actually did something. They just didn't do what they were intended to do by the people forcing lockdowns and these mandates, right? So it, it didn't accomplish the goal and it created a ton more problems, which in a nutshell, is government. So we will leave it there. (laughs) Thank you, Brittany, as always. And until next time, we will talk to you later.
0: Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check
1: out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.